Welcome to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast. Today we have a very special edition as we are currently in the national team dressing room at the Scottish Gas Murrayfield Stadium, the newly named Scottish Gas Murrayfield Stadium. So to get across this exciting new, bold new partnership uh, with Scottish Gas. So among our fantastic guests that we have here to open up this discussion, Andrew Middleton, MD of British Gas Zero. We have, of course, Mark Dodson, Chief Executive of Scottish Rugby, uh, representing the playing community. We have Emma Wassell bringing her 60 caps for Scotland and uh, to discuss about uh, Scotland women's team. And fresh from GB7s, we have Jamie Farndale, who's also Scottish Rugby's sustainability ambassador. So we're going to get straight to this. Andrew, I'm going to start with yourself. Um, the investment in Scottish sport from yourselves, from your perspective, what was the appeal for you in doing that? Why Scottish rugby? Yeah, well, look, right from the very first time we met Mark and his team, um, we knew this was going to be a partnership with purpose at its heart. And what we're trying to do here is help the whole of the Scottish rugby community reduce their energy bills and identify ways that they can reduce their, their carbon footprint as well. So that starts with this estate and the fantastic uh, building that we're in today with the Murrayfield Stadium, the home of Scottish rugby. And so we're really excited to be trying to help the team decarbonise um, this this infrastructure. But then we're, we're especially excited about working with local communities and the home of local rugby clubs, the, the clubhouses up and down the country to look at steps that they can take um, to reduce their own carbon footprint as well. Save money, put all of that back into grassroots rugby and uh, see, see the players thrive. Uh, out on the pitch. We will expand on that in a moment, but actually, Mark, that's a great place to pick up on. Ultimately, a huge focus of this is supporting the 130 clubs up and down Scotland in terms of helping them reduce their carbon footprint, helping Scottish rugby reduce its carbon footprint, and ultimately to assist the nation in driving net zero and that, achieving that target by 2045. So from your perspective, this partnership, what, what was the, the appeal from Scottish Rugby and, and what are you most looking forward to over the next few years? I think it's multi-layered really, Caroline. <clears throat> uh, as Andrew said, when we got together, we were wanted to be ambitious. If we're going to have a purpose-led partnership, it had to be ambitious. We wanted to make sure that it covered all aspects of the game and uh, ran right across the country. A lot of our clubs and their communities have suffered from cost of living uh, crisis. They're finding it more and more difficult to keep the lights on and keep the places heated. We're able to not only go across 130 clubhouses across Scotland and help them uh, reduce their emissions and also reduce their bills, but if we can actually replicate that in the largest clubhouse of all in Scotland here and start to uh, work very hard on our emissions and our carbon footprint here, then we can bring this whole partnership to life. Net zero is a huge subject, a really important subject, but it can be almost too big to to capture and to, if you like, um, bring to life. By using uh, our heroes that are here today with us, the, the, the players, Emma and, um, and Jamie, and all the other assets that we have in Scottish rugby, we can probably bring this, this whole partnership to life in a way that people understand, and then people can participate in. We'll bring you both into this in a moment. I think we do have to address part of it too, though, in terms of the headlines that we have just mentioned there, to some degree, you know, when it comes to energy costs, f fuels, uh, fossil fuels, we these are headlines uh, that are big and that do come up, uh, particularly in, in your area. What do you feel that this partnership with Scottish Rugby can help you do in terms of driving the positive message forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um 
really what we're trying to do is bring this to life for people and so people can see headlines they see the sort of ambitions for for achieving net zero by 2045 that feels big and scary there's headlines about your energy bills but what we're really determined to try and do through this partnership is give people practical help as to how they can take steps to to reduce their bills and doing so in a way that actually also sets us up for a greener future as well the, the cheapest form of energy is that energy that you don't use and actually a lot of the, the decarbonisation agenda, the net zero agenda, is about um, you know, helping use energy much more efficiently. And that is the, the, the best way that people can lower their bills, be that a, an individual homeowner or a, um, or a local club. And so through the, the community fund that, that we're really excited to be launching today, we're going to go down into local clubhouses, we're going to bring the technology, we're going to bring energy experts, and we're going to invite the local residents, rugby fans, in to just have an open conversation about their own personal circumstances and the steps that they can take to try and lower their bills and also um, ensure that their homes are, you know, um, you know good air quality and, and emitting less carbon. And so that's really at the heart of, of what we're trying to do here. We've got a blueprint with, with this facility, but then working really at a local level to try and inspire people um, to make kind of greener choices as, as we're moving into the future. Mark, we have to also be very honest about this too. Uh, Scottish Rugby has an incredible fan base. They are an incredibly passionate supporting body too. They really care about the national team. Some may be concerned or indeed even critical of Scottish Rugby's decision to partner with an energy company. Can you appreciate that? And also what would your, your message be? Well, I think our supporters are smart and I think they would look at us responsibly using energy. They'd probably say, look at what they're doing there. They're, 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 they've got a policy now that's in place that, that looks at responsible usage and also is working really hard for a greener, safer future. I think also you they would understand that when a, a company the size of, uh, of Scottish Gas that's committed to becoming carbon neutral by 2045 makes this commitment and puts this level of money into the game that game that money cascades all the way down to every level of the game and I think what they'd look at they'd probably say to us well we understand why it's being done they also know we're not over talking our achievements in this area as well we know that we're at the very foothills of this journey but what better partner can we choose that somebody that's so committed to this carbon zero future and i think it's so exciting and it's going to be exciting for us our supporters and our fans when they walk this journey with us Jamie, your face lights up every time we talk about uh, anything to do with sustainability. This is very much your area when you're, you don't have a rugby ball in your hand. This is where you're in your happy place, as they say. So talking about with your hat on in terms of your you know, sustainability ambassador for Scottish rugby, you also have your GB7's commitments. And alongside that, you are studying sustainability at Cambridge. So we couldn't have picked a better person really to talk to about it. What's your... What are your thoughts on this partnership? And I guess ultimately the question for you really is, does sport have a, a place in terms of the climate and the energy debate? Yeah, so I, I think there's, there's, there's two aspects of the partnership that I'm really excited about. Um, and the first is just like any other business in, in getting to net zero, you know, in Scotland we want to do it by 2045. Every business has to, to run in a more sustainable way. So um, getting, getting Scottish Gas Murrayfield to, to run 
you know, in a, in a more sustainable way and looking at how we can reduce our carbon impact um, and work on the estate is, is a really important part of, of, of us getting our act right and, and running on renewable energy. You know, there are all these really exciting things. But then the second part, and, and yeah, you, know, you mentioned my studying, the, the area that I'm really researching is how sport can influence positive sustainable behaviours in fans. And, um, <clears throat> you know, something that I'm finding a, a lot in in terms of platform and, and influence. Um, and just to, to just to quickly run through the the, the platform that sport has, um, there's some interesting data from from MIT Project Pantheon that came out and looked at global influence throughout time. And two three hundred years ago, it was politicians and scientists and writers and poets. But in the in the most modern um, period of time that it looked at, fifty percent was was sports people and sports organisations. Scientists were were one or two percent. So there's there's a, a responsibility with that platform for a sport to be to be leading in the right way and using that platform. Um, and then in terms of influence, there's there's lots in academia on how sport can change values and norms. Um, the, the the three that, that I'd pick out would be fandom, which is if you get this community of fans and you can change a few behaviours in there through social contagion, you can really change behaviours on a huge scale. Um, top affiliate is the next one. So that's your, your love of place and really strong. If you're supporting your city or your country, you're, you're sat in your stadium, that's a really strong feeling and one that's really applicable to, to sustainable action as well. So there's, there's you know definitely a link there. And finally, just social communication communicating with people through athletes and um, through words, you know, authentic in, in their own words, rather than this sort of top-down government, UN messaging. So, so there's all these ways that sport can influence change. Now, what's really exciting about this partnership is it's going into communities. So it's going into the, the rugby club at the centre of these communities, showing the, the sort of behaviours that we need, the electrification, the retrofit, the um, you know efficiency electricity efficiency and that's happening within communities from the bottom up so people are seeing the relative advantage of of of, of these new things they're seeing um you know it's observable um it's it's in front of them so they then take these behaviors home so yeah getting to net zero by 2045 is a, is a massive task and one that scottish government are, are taking on um, but a lot of these changes, 60% of the changes Scottish government say are behavioural, are social, very difficult for scientists and governments to be able to enact on that. Whereas sport, rugby, Scottish rugby, in this partnership with, with Scottish Gas, it's it's perfectly set up to, to get into communities and, and drive that from inside. So yeah, from, from a lot of aspects, really, really exciting partnership. I mean, it's a very visible partnership, isn't it? I, I don't know, we've all had chance where we came in today to see the branding outside the stadium that in itself is is a big change and an exciting change and that brings us nicely on to you Emma now Emma when you and I met um we, we bumped into each other at an event I think up in uh, Ellen at your 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 girlhood club uh, up in Ellen not so long ago and when I arrived and you were absolutely swarmed <laughs> by a, an, an entire an entire squad of uh, of young fans who were desperate to chat with you there was a real excitement around it. And you're looking at clubs like Ellen or clubs up and down the country who can benefit from this. Talking about visibility though, you are now wearing your brand new Scotland strip, which looks fantastic. Looks I'm a big fan of this one. one. I, I like the last like one, it. but this is, uh, I'm also, I'm really liking this one. Um, and on, on, on front of you, you have a major sponsor. So when we look at the growth of the women's game, 28 professional contracts, we've talked about this before. You're looking at the fact that you've reached the first Rugby World Cup in 12 years last year and finishing the TikTok Women's Six Nations on such a high. How does it feel now to be invested in in this way? Yeah, I think uh, the the partnership with them 
with Scottish Gas is, is hugely significant in many ways in the sense that obviously that we're trying to make meaning, meaningful change. But actually having, having this company kind of supporting and investing in the women's game is, is huge for us as well. And, and that is, is not just, it's not, it, and it's not felt like a badging exercise at all. It's been hugely interactive in, in terms of the people I've spoke to at Scottish Gas and how they want to, to grow the women's game as well. In um, what ways would you say it's been interactive from your own experience? So, it, it, like personally, I was, I was fortunate enough, um, Chris O'Shea asked me along, um, along myself, um, Mark and Chris Patterson, um, to one of their leadership events. This was not a rugby event in, in any sense, um, but just, just to chat a little bit and, and probably gave me the opportunity to speak a little about the women's game um, to an audience that maybe not heard or kind of not heard about the journey that we've been on. Um, and it was just really nice to see how engaged and and how much they, they wanted to hear about it and how they wanted to help and the feedback I got was it was really positive and just being in that room and, and being able to kind of be part of of this huge company um it again it's they're not just on the front of our shirts they want to know about the women's game and actually how they can effectively help the women's game which is so exciting and, it, and it's it's huge for the, the women's the national team to obviously have it on front of shirt but it really does trickle down um into the grassroots and in the community game which is ultimately how we're going to grow the game and you talk about obviously being at ellen and i can only obviously reflect on on obviously my club but there is still struggles with whether it's floodlights or whether it's changing rooms and these little things are in clubhouses and, and it's it does come down to money a lot of the time so when you can see that Scottish Gas yes they're investing money but they're also trying to work out how we can save money and how that money can be used more effectively to make this more possible and and hopefully that can grow grow clubs to be able to, to put a wee bit more money into to the women and girls game. Andrew ultimately that's music to your ears isn't it that message has really resonated through hasn't it yeah no absolutely we found um the journey the vision the ambition that that scotland women have to be incredibly inspiring and again community has sort of shone through that actually and you you, you hear from emma about her own personal experience and so um you know we're absolutely delighted to be partnering with the women's game to help um drive this agenda collectively but also to 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 try and help support and um, you know underpin some of the some of the ambition that is really evident and delighted to see you know already starting to come to fruition. So yeah, a really exciting partnership. Now, this is a rugby podcast as well, of course. So I hope you'll forgive me for a quick sidestep. But Emma, your injury as well. Uh, we keep up to date with you on all of the social media platforms <laughs> that you are fantastically good at engaging with. Tell us um, how how is your injury going, and more importantly. Can we hope and expect and be excited about potentially seeing you at WXV? Yeah, I think you can tell by the smile on my face. It is go it's going well. Um I um just over three months kind of post op um and everything so far going to plan, scans going to plan, um rehab is is hard but is definitely going in the right direction. So um the plan is to be back for WXV, which is super exciting um for us all to be part of. Um 
we'll see how it goes. Don't, don't want to get my hopes up too soon. But yeah, I'll be doing everything I possibly can to get back on the pitch. Well, we're touching all... wood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there we are indeed. We are indeed. Our uh, very best wishes uh, on your continuing uh, positive recovery. May that continue. And just jumping again with, with the opportunity to catch up with you, Jamie, the transition into GB7s, you're in the nicest way, you were long in the tooth in terms of knowing the sevens game. You're, you, how, how are you enjoying um, that experience? And I suppose, what have, what have you learned from, from it? It's been good. There's definitely the team's grown massively through the year. It's tough when you get um, three nations and, and throw them together. You know, there's, there's not that chemistry between players. Um, but there is an opportunity to learn between players. You're not just, um, you know, coming up with ideas of what might work on the World Series. You're all coming with, you know, we, you know each team did this on the World Series and it worked. So you, you come up with really good ideas, but, um, you know, it definitely has taken time to, to grow together as players and find that chemistry. And definitely um, by the end of the season, thing, things were definitely going really well. Um, unfortunately, there was there was one spot available through Europe to apply to... Um, get into the Olympics uh, and we got to the final but missed out to Ireland there so there's one more spot during the repechage next year but having come together that year early um, I think has really allowed us to grow unfortunately personally I was injured for most of it got back for, for that last little section but um, yeah definitely we're, we're, we're in a better place now than we were a year ago um, so we go into next season with that repechage spot at the end and, and the Olympics in Paris um, as, the, as the very definite goal to, to qualify um, and yeah, it's it's definitely going in the right direction. We'll go well with that too. Um, Mark, we are in the national team dressing room at the moment in a, a sacred space. Uh, the last time that Scottish Gas Murrayfield was updated was in 1994. Mm -hmm. She served us really well. I love the stadium. It's a fantastic stadium. Um, but in terms of what this new partnership could do going forward, are there any plans in place for for perhaps up considering updating again? Yeah, I think we, we're looking at plans to restructure Murrayfield and I think um, it's a fantastic stadium, as you know. Everybody loves coming here, everybody loves coming to the estate, but it is slipping slightly behind its competitor set and we can't have that to happen. So whatever redevelopment takes place here, it will have sustainability at its core and we'll work very, very closely with, with Scottish Gas and their and their consultants, consultants to make sure that we... Uh, make sure this is the greenest the stadium can be. I think more importantly, it's so Im it's so vital that we are able to reconstruct the stadium physically, but also <clears throat> reduce our our uh, emissions at the same time. And with lots and lots of quick fixes we can take, but I think the real step change will come once we've decided on how we're going to reconfigure the stadium. And I think given that this is the largest single commercial deal we've ever signed as a union, it will give us that financial firepower to kickstart the process. And Andrew, over to you with that final word, I suppose, then with this in mind, an exciting time for Scottish rugby, an exciting time for Scottish gas. And what are your final thoughts? Yeah, no, we're, we're so excited to be launching the partnership today. We first started talking about this sort of back end of last year and we've just been itching to get to get going because we knew, I think you know, both parties knew from, from the outset, frankly, that we shared this ambition of using the power of the heritage and the expertise that both parties bring to team up for a greener Scotland. And so, you know, we're just delighted now to get to work, frankly, um, and looking forward to engaging with rugby fans up and down the country, and the clubs up and down the country to, to try and help um, help them with their energy costs and their, uh, their carbon footprint. Well, uh, Mary McAllen, the Cabinet Secretary for Transport, Net Zero and Just Transition, did describe this new partnership earlier today as being 
game-changing and I think that's certainly a very fitting way to round things off. We are of course, you did mention uh, here at the Scottish Gas Merrifield Stadium, it, uh, the, the atmosphere here doesn't get much better and I for one am certainly looking forward to getting involved in that once again in the famous Grouse Nation Series which kicks off against Italy followed by France and finally rounding off proceedings against Georgia later this summer. For the latest news and content, as always, do keep across Scottish Rugby's social media channels. And as always, you can get the latest news via scottishrugby.org.